Well, g'day everyone and welcome to another podcast episode of Attempted Parenting. Episode 2. Episode 2. Attempted straight, episode 2. <laughs> straight into the thick of it and really enjoying ourselves. It's been a little while since we uh, did an episode, but we have had about four three consecutive weeks. Four weeks of sick kids. So please forgive us in the delay. But also four consecutive weeks of James being in daycare. So yes. you find me the correlation in yeah, that. There, there must be some, I think. But um, just to revisit, I'm Josh. I'm Nikita. And um, we are the parents of one James, who is a three. And, or Jim. And yeah, one Gideon or Gids, uh, who turned is one. now one. Yeah, turned one between episodes. Mm, yeah, mm. Awesome. So we just thought we might spend a bit of time uh, talking about something because we've had a couple of really interesting situations where uh, some of our friends at church, uh, David and Kate, they just had their first baby and um, it's been really interesting because we kind of got to catch up with them probably a week or two out Mm. Um, and, you know, we were kind of having a conversation around, oh, do you feel prepared? Do you feel ready? Asking some really silly questions. Not me, you. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Mainly yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to um, prep Dave as well as I could. I think I failed. You asked Kate, like, if she was going okay. I was like, you don't ask a woman this pregnant <laughs> that question. Well, I thought, I, look, I just was asking. Mm. But, um, yeah, we also have some other friends uh, that we mingle with um, who have really differing opinions about what kid, having kids mean. He is of the mindset that, uh, oh, let's just pump out a kid. Oh, and then we'll just go on a holiday and this baby <laughs> won't impact us. We'll just keep doing life as is. And she's a little bit more realistic of going, <laughs> mate. Yeah, so mate. We, yeah, we, we kind of just thought it would be really fun to do an episode around, I guess, um, some misconceptions about parenting and uh, maybe a little bit of like expectation versus reality. Um, just and some that we've had as well, <laughs> yeah, some personal. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for all of those uh, first-time parents out there, you definitely, definitely know what we mean. But um, just think back to the, the few... The senior yeah. parents will understand. <laughs> yeah, well, all of them would, really. Seasoned, senior, yeah. both work. Yeah, but it's just basically that concept of, uh, you know, before the first, you think you're ready. You're like, oh, yeah, I got this in the bag. <laughs> and obviously, you know, you kind of come into it and have some really clear expectations about what you think it's going to be like. I know that with James, we had a few. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that was probably a really little bit of a rude shock um yeah, yeah. and it wasn't just because he wasn't a uh, typical child mm. it was just because we thought one thing and life was like uh-uh <laughs> not today well, well actually this is really funny because um i remember um thursday uh there's a coffee shop that i'm a regular at and the guy behind the counter kind of was like, oh, you know, I'm pregnant, yay. And we kind of like, yeah, that's really good, you know, kind of celebrated with her. But I definitely had this moment of going, okay. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> no, no, no. Now hold on. <laughs> hold on a minute. And I said, to, I remember I said to her, everybody is going to give you advice. Oh, Everyone yes. Everyone is going to try and give you parenting advice. And I said to her, at the end of the day, just do what comes natural. And I felt like that was that was my little disclaimer. My throwaway comment that. that I know you 
hate with a passion is you do you boo. Oh. Oh, I hate it. But when it comes to parenting, that's the only thing that I ever say to people who are expecting or who ask for advice because you just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Despite what people say. What what would you say was one of the biggest expectations that you had coming into it? Um, Well, I think we discussed last episode that we read a lot of books or I read a lot of books books uh sticky notes you know highlighters yeah yeah and then a dog who chewed up the book thanks charlie um but i had this just this ideal that james would just fit into our life that we could just continue on yeah and he would just be an addition that we would still have the same life we would still have the same social life we would still have you know we used to love going out there was a coffee shop in in town that used to be open until 9 p.m and one of our favorite things to do was like eight o'clock go down there for a late night coffee or hot chocolate and just just talk and i think we managed to do that once with jim when he was maybe a couple of weeks old and we're like never again this is the last time (laughs) never again like and i think just that element of realizing that you can't just you know jump in the car and go grab milk yeah yeah yeah. or you can't just like you can't just get in the car and go do anything anymore like you have to make sure you're prepped and ready yeah (laughs) it's it's not realistic to expect life to continue on as it was yeah look i think it's really funny because (laughs) i was even talking to our our pastor today after church because today's sunday and we're having a quick conversation about um you know how like they're having to put out more and more chairs each sunday Mm. more and more people are coming and and i I, like i said to him i said oh yeah that no like for the last you know two or three weeks you know because we've been 10 minutes late consistently (laughs) because we've got kids nice little excuse we kind of had a bit of a laugh and i was just like oh you know they're having to add chairs for us but we were early today by half an hour (laughs) it's really we saw our window of opportunity and we took it it's it's one or the other isn't it just just that follow on i guess like that you know 30 minutes just to go and get a bottle of milk from the grocery store that's just you getting ready time yeah to get in the car to go get milk yeah, especially now that Jim's older and he's defined. <laughs> James, put your shoes on. <laughs> but I want to wear one green gumboot, <laughs> one, one blue gumboot. One blue one. Yeah, he does that regularly. Sometimes even on the wrong foot or the same. Always on the wrong like foot. like the two right boots. <laughs> God, I love the kid. I'm scared. But yeah, it's, it's just kind of really interesting because obviously <coughs> we have people in our circles who uh, have either just kind of just had that rude shock mm. or they've got these throwaway comments yeah. about you know oh, it's just it's going to be easy we're going to be able to you know go travel to egypt and you're like oh no you don't you don't get it no yeah <laughs> you can't just easily pack a bag and then go overseas yeah imagine I'd that like, long flight I'd, with kids oh hell no I, like, I remember thinking back about you know like i always mention this one but it was such it was such a real thing for me is that I'm like, I'm going to get up early. <laughs> I'm going to do it. And I was like consistently getting up at like 5, 5.30. This is the preparation for James. In, in preparation for James and thinking, you know, this is this is going to help me, you know, like. Getting so up, get doing up all early. the dishes, doing all the cleaning. All the I'd cleaning. get up to a clean house. It was beautiful. Oh, funny I could do that now. 
But, yeah. <laughs> but like I look back on it and my joke, every time I tell someone about it, I'm like the only way I possibly could have come close to preparing myself is to have an alarm on my phone go off every two hours and then I'm required to stay up for at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes each time. And then you still have to get back to sleep and then it doesn't matter if you fell asleep or not before that two-hour alarm went off, it still goes off. Yes. Yeah. So it was two yep. hours on the two-hour mark yeah. Yeah. and then yep. I'd have to stay up. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I think that would probably classify it all. But it's it's like there's so much more as well in the sense of like, like I guess things seem to be changing a little bit. Like we were talking about this just earlier mm. about how uh, – People in their attempt to be authentic about parenting. Realistic about parenting. Like have have almost gone too far. Yeah, like in a social media context. It, yeah. it used to be all butterflies and rainbows. and yeah, having kids and having a family. Little farting unicorns. And now, <laughs> and now it's all doom and gloom. And it's pretty daunting. And lots of poop everywhere. Oh poop and vomit and poop and that that is realistically what parenting is but I think those people or like it's just one extreme to the other and yeah. I think I think there needs to be a, like a middle ground yeah. like admittedly it's probably like 60 40 split the 60 <laughs> being poop and the 40 being yeah, good that's probably more accurate maybe yeah. like 70 30 but yeah, yeah. it's still like you in know. an attempt to be authentic, we've almost gone too far. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it's almost like glorifying the negative side of parenting. Yeah, definitely. As like, you know, yeah. You know, like it's, and, and, I, and I know how important it is to talk about and to bring light to that negative space. Yeah, because it is hard. Parenting is not all butterflies and mm. rainbows, but it is so hard. But at yeah. the same time, it's so important to remember those those butterflies and rainbows you know yeah. when it is difficult i mean how many times today were we kind of sitting on the couch just watching james do his thing and we're just kind of like oh man i like i love this kid so much so much and, and that like and like there's so many times now or like i find anyway where we're just kind of chilling out on the weekend and i have a moment of going like we've got a good family like holy crap like we've got we've got a nice yeah. unit like a of contentedness that's right and it's bizarre like obviously it can quite often be on the back of like a, a night where you've only had two or three yeah. hours sleep and yeah. it's been horrible but yeah you still have those moments and mm. i feel like by glorifying the bad it does kind of make it seem more doom and gloom, you know. But there are those good moments. Like yeah. when we were all sick, you know, the kids and I had some weird gastro thing. Yeah. And I remember like so many tears from everyone, <laughs> so much crying, so much spew. Yeah. It was terrible. But then like James started eating and he hadn't eaten pretty much anything in about 72 hours. Yeah. And I just remember like he started eating and of course because he started eating, he started to get a little bit more perky and he still wasn't himself but he was showing signs of yeah. being on the up. No, and no I, was bad, yeah. I was just like I couldn't stop crying because yeah. I was just so happy. I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, you know, this is amazing. I've just missed him so much. Like, yeah. I've missed who he is. And it was just a whole day of emotional crying because I was like, my child's better. Yeah. Like my child's almost better. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was such a crazy time. <laughs> I'd probably say like, I mean, and we've just come off the back of like a really probably bad stint and like we're still 
we, having moments in yeah. those bad moments of you know feeling feeling content and feeling like we've got a good family in it yeah yeah like i i remember saying to you mm. so when gideon was born on the monday um i came home on the wednesday jim went into hospital on the thursday morning and was diagnosed with shingles someone yeah oh don't even scare me oh not even gonna <laughs> start it on that but at the end of the day like that was a week from hell so i had just mm. come home going through the hormonal stuff of giving birth we're trying to fund our groove as a family of four trying to field visitors trying to yeah. do all that stuff like that's really difficult with a newborn yeah. and on top of that your child's got the shingles yeah and that was it was so exhausting and this last few weeks has been worse than that and i remember breaking down in the middle of the night with the kids just like vomiting power spewing everywhere and just being like i would give anything to relive that week of shingles again yeah. because this is worse yeah like oof. but it's 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 really interesting though because like like i remember early james and it was an incredible adjustment like mm. it it honestly was a huge adjustment as with you know having any kid even with gideon there was a huge amount of adjustment but there mm. was a little bit more of understanding around what it took <laughs> to kind of look after a young baby too but <laughs> you uh, can't like, break them yeah <laughs> it's very difficult to that's for sure i think gideon's fallen off the bed more times than james now yes. or yeah but yeah. like I, I guess like <laughs> even in our facebook memories uh just last week there was a photo of me holding a really young james on our couch yeah our, three weeks old first house and yeah, it was three weeks old, and and like like I look like it's, it was a it's a lovely photo, and it just takes me back to like a really hard but nice time, mm. in the sense that like you know obviously we're still in that early adjustment, and sleep was a hard thing to come by. But I I just remember like we've got photos of me lying down on the couch with him on my chest and we're both asleep both passed out oh <laughs> you man know, like, went to have a shower <laughs> came back they both passed out on the couch but there were so many moments like that where even though it was so difficult and it was such a rude shock and, and such a difficult adjustment there were still those good moments in it just those warm fuzzy moments you know yeah. and even even at the time they might not have seen like those seemed like those warm fuzzy moments they mm-hmm. In, in hindsight, I mean, as with everything in life, in hindsight, you know, you don't really know the good times until you're out of the good times. Oh, I do. Thanks, Andy, for that. Someone should write a song about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's just, yeah, it's really, like, it's really interesting because I just think, one, everyone gives you advice. Yeah. Um, Everyone thinks their advice is the best advice too. <laughs> and it was, you know, yeah, because it was what they did. Or what or, they did with their kids or you know, what was done for or them. Or even worse, it's a person without a child oh my who, God. who Don't gives advice started. on the basis of what they've read or mm. heard. And that's always a good one. But it, like... My favourite was always your brother. <laughs> Sitting at a family dinner yeah. and Josh's younger brother goes, hey, hey, Nick, you know what you should because James was being difficult and he gave me some piece of advice about James eating and I just looked at him dead in the eye like I think it's the first time I've kind of ever stood up for myself and I was like hey 
You know what my favourite thing in the world is? When people without kids give me <laughs> advice about parenting. And he, I, <laughs> it looked like I'd slept him across the face. I'm not going to lie. He, he felt good he, though. Yeah, look, I don't I don't know if he knew how to talk about that, take it back then. but <laughs> He can give it, but he can't take I, it. I just remember, yeah. That's, I, just, I just remember in such a large way just everything being really smashed. Mm. Um, you know, and it's it's just the realisation that nothing can prepare you for it other than actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like but I, with with Gideon it was it was a lot easier. Like yes, it was an adjustment to having two kids. And he admittedly was a very good baby. Like yeah. he he is the baby that if you have a high needs child and someone tells you about how well their baby is sleeping, you just want to give them a giant middle finger. Like, oh man, I hate those parents. <laughs> but Gideon was that child and yeah. we were the parents of that like golden child. So it was so beautiful. But obviously he learned some things from his older brother because he's not that child I anymore. So. I think so. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's really interesting. Like even like doing it second time around mm. like you just you know how to hold them you know how to you know pat them to sleep or you, you know, know how to comfort cues them and, and they cry yeah. a little bit better yeah. and yeah which is something that you just the only way you can learn is by going through it mm. mm-hmm. yeah. it's just yeah like it's yeah like i don't know i mean was there any other kind of other expectations or things that you brought into it um apart from like the obvious sleeping and him fitting into our routine. Mm. I know, like I thought, even as myself, I thought I was going to be like super, like, I don't know, what, what's the, the nanny, the super nanny or whatever her name is. And she's like super strict and she teaches you how to <laughs> teach your kids how to do things. Yeah, and, yep. You know, I thought I was going to be like so strict and there was like going to be no flexibility and that was something we talked about in the last podcast was being flexible yeah and I had this self-perceived like I'm not going to be flexible like this is what my kids are going to do and admittedly out of the two of us I am the stricter one (laughs) because you're a pushover but I'll admit it I feel like our journey through attachment parenting and finding the balance that works for us has definitely rocked that. Like I'm, mm. I've definitely just ditched that and gone, well, guess what? That's not who I am. Yeah. So. I think that's a really important realisation too because I feel like it's another dimension of yourself that you learn mm. through the process too and I feel like it's important to pay attention to that yeah. and not try and be something you're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I probably think that what happens when you're responding to books or advice that you've received of well-meaning people and you're trying to do that and it's not working, if you continue down that path, you're kind of not being the real you. You're kind yeah. of negating the fact that, oh, it's do you like, know what? It's I'm like more a role, a like you go to work. Or, yeah, it's yeah. like you go to work to do things and at work you might not. It's like when you have a phone voice. You answer a phone at work, <laughs> it's not going to be the same way you answer the phone if your spouse or if your parents call you. Yeah, it's, it's very different, yeah. So, I mean, it's just like it's definitely kind of 
one of those things though is that just that element of I guess being true to yourself you, mm. you got to make sure that you you do that like so if I mean, you're not a hard person if you're not yeah. a strict person you're not an enforcer don't try and be that when you're trying to parent you've got to you've got to be true to who you are because yeah. that's gonna it's gonna make it more and more difficult but it's also gonna be able like if you stay true to who you are it's gonna lead to a better parenting experience for you but it's also yeah. going to lead to like a better bond for you and your child sure yeah, absolutely. What's all right? So one. All right. Next. Next question. Then. All right. So we've spoken a little bit about some of the expectations that we had, and obviously the big one around we were trying to fit him into us, mm. and then he arrived, and it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll do what yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be flexible. We'll you know be true to ourselves because we both learn a lot about that. But uh, I guess the question is like, how, how did that feel in the sense of? going through that oh man it was like the five stages of bloody grief like (laughs) i felt like angry but the thing is is at the time you don't know what you're feeling or why you're feeling them so you're getting frustrated because you're like trying to do all these things they're not working you're getting frustrated and you're getting angry and i remember getting like so snippy at you and like (laughs) we were so like tension and Oh, it was the worst. And then you just go through from being really frustrated and worked up, just being defeated and crying and then feeling guilty. There's an enormous sense of guilt when you can't, when you feel like you are not parenting the way society tells you to parent or you feel like you're broken or your child's broken. You know, I remember feeling like James was broken. I feel like we had, I felt like we had a defective child. Like I felt like there might've been something wrong with him because surely, you know, James should be sleeping or he should be eating this way or he should be rolling over by this point and so I felt so guilty like what was I doing wrong what was wrong with my child and then it was just that element of going well I got defeated again admittedly and then was just like I'm just gonna just gonna go with it now yeah and I think I think I had someone tell me to just my mum it probably was just my mum going just go with it just don't worry about it as long as he's reaching his milestones if he's happy go with it and that's it like i i feel like at the end of the day like that's what it boils down to Mm. it's just that element of you know if he's reaching his milestones if he's happy if he's healthy then just and your gut your mother instinct you just like obviously i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) yeah no but like you just you just know it's like maybe we can call it parental instinct you 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 get it too like if the kids cry so gideon for example he is just a pain in the ass but he he climbs everything at the moment or he he (laughs) tries to open all our sliding doors and sometimes he gets his fingers stuck in drawers and and there's a different cry there's a frustrated cry there's a oh i kind of hurt myself pick me (laughs) up cry (laughs) and then but then there's like an added level of screaming pain cry and it's just that i need your help right now (laughs) yeah it's just the same thing like and it's been the same thing when all our kids get sick you just kind of know as a parent you know you're like okay this only warrants a doctor's visit Mm. or this is a bit more serious let's go to the er yeah like you know it's just this parental instinct just takes over and that's you just got to go with it you know if your parental instinct is saying hey something's not right pursue yep. it and even if the doctor says no he's fine 
get another doctor. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with second opinions. Go to another doctor. If yep. you truly believe that there's something not right, Yeah. you need to go with it. Yeah, sure. So with that, like along the lines of that guilt, mm. like how, how did, like obviously you, you were feeling that up until the point your mum kind of went, just go with it, just mm. roll with it. But like I guess how, how did you kind of deal with it? Lots of crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Lots, lots of crying. Yeah. Lots of really long showers where I cried. Yeah, sure. And more crying. Yeah. It was just, I don't know, it was just this... I know it was. It was like I said, like a the five stages of guilt, uh, the five yeah. stages of grieving. It was really a grieving process, mm. and it, it admittedly was like I was grieving my ideology of what I thought I was going to be as a parent, or yeah. what my experience was going to be like. And I, I grieved for that. I yeah. had all these expectations, yeah. and I had to grieve because my expectations didn't meet that. Yeah, and and it was like. Again, like I ended up being just really defeated, and that's sure. when I admitted defeat and kind of just was like, whatever, I'll just go with it, and relaxed into going with it. Yeah, and I think that's what's really important too. Yeah, it's just like it's being, being it is okay to feel defeated and just yeah. go with it from then on. Yeah, that's pretty good. I because I, I was just kind of thinking, um, a little bit just then, I guess about. Um, that element of having expectations in the first mm. place. Mm-hmm. And and obviously it's very difficult to go into parenting without having some. Mm. But, like, do you think it's dangerous having too many or, or too much? Like, because I know that we, like, because we, when we went into labour um, with James, Ugh. like, we, we didn't have a birth plan. No. And... A lot of things went wrong, but we found that by not having a birth plan, yeah, we didn't have to deal with the disappointment of things not going to plan. Because well, regardless yeah. of what happened, yeah. it would have turned out that way. Like there's nothing that we could have I'm done or had, to a baby. had in our birth plan or, or if we decided oh, yeah. to get in that path that would have changed oh, what no, happened. So, exactly. So I guess what I'm asking is around that area of expectations and having too many... Yes. Is that kind of, do you think that's dangerous? I think it it is, but at the same time, I think it's what humans are inclined to do. Yeah. I think, I think with anything, like you could buy a house or you could get a dog or you could make dinner. Like you could be making dinner and something's going to go wrong. You know what I mean? And I think, I think it's healthy to have expectations because it's really nice when you do meet them. Mm. But then at the same time, like it, it's a very fine line, yeah. and I think if you do have expectations and they are not met, you need to be okay with the disappointment. Yeah, well, it comes back to that flexibility, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, like I, I understand what you're saying because we all do. No matter yeah. what, we yeah. all, We're all gonna have, have expectations. expectations around certain things. We probably have expectations with each other. Well, but unsaid but expectations and yeah. un, un yeah. like. Sometimes I have expectations of you that I don't even realise that I have. (laughs) Like sometimes I'm waiting for you to stack the dishwasher and I haven't actually thought about that, but I'm getting frustrated because there's dishes on the bench. And then I'm like, well, hang on. I have this unspoken expectation that I want Josh to stack the dishwasher and he can't read my mind. (laughs) Like So there's these like subconscious expectations that we have, preconceived notions that we have going into parenting. So, okay, so here is 
the the follow-up question because obviously like in my mind i think it's natural to have expectations Mm -hmm. but there obviously is an element where you can pile more on yep um which would probably go towards that unhealthy you're setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment kind of thing but at the same time um like as as a married unit yep and having a child i'm not i'm not sure if we kind of spoke much about what we were expecting before James Mm. Um, but do you think that would be like a healthy exercise for someone to go through I definitely do because Mm. I think it's like communication is so important and I'm very blessed and very lucky that you are the way that you are (laughs) so Josh is the kind of person who if there's a problem it needs to be dealt with then and there I'm the kind of person if there is a problem I need time so our first six months of marriage were very interesting. <laughs> I'm nagging to talk about it and I'm Nick like, just wants space. Oh, why? No, but we've, we've worked that out and I think yeah. that's really important. I think yeah. lines of communication is so important. Mm. And I remember reading in a book, I'm not sure what book it was, but it was like, oh, you know, from the beginning when the spouse gets home from work, you know, put the baby down and make the baby realise that your spouse is the priority. Like and so you spend ten minutes talking to your spouse, even if the baby's crying, they have to they have to realise that they're not number one. And <laughs> I remember reading that, and I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be a really good idea to do. And no, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Admittedly, we do have a thing now. Like when Josh comes home from work, I'm the first person that he gives a kiss to. That's right. Yeah. But uh, like it's it's. It's really interesting because obviously I, I feel like looking back anyway that if we kind of sat down and talked about all the different things that we were kind of expecting before mm. James, like it probably would have prepared us a little bit more yeah. because even even <coughs> being aware, I guess, of what your expectations mm. were, I would know when they're not being met and I would be able to support you in that but I think I think it goes both ways I couldn't have expected you to know my expectations because (laughs) I read like I said expecting me to know your expectations (laughs) I read a lot of books and I think I I took spark notes and had sticky notes and stuff to give Josh like the highlighted deets I remember that but it's just so silly because again we don't we don't learn the same way yeah you know we don't like so I can't sit down and give Josh and he's a really slow reader I thank you and no worries. I like I can't expect Josh to read, you know, something can get the same thing out of it. Yeah. As I do. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's like with a Bible. Like give someone one verse and you can read it and take something out of it and I can read it and take something completely different yeah. out of it. Yeah. You know, like it's just <sighs> Which is where probably talking about it would have helped. Yeah. But it's just it's just really interesting. Obviously, like the purpose of kind of why we wanted to talk about it was just kind of to help people prepare as well mm. you know mm-hmm. for that first kid because like it it is it's a shock and it's, it's definitely hard. a shock and it's an and, adjustment and it's not it's not easy but just but like it's, it's so worth it yeah but you also got to realize that you're not that's not just you who goes through that also <laughs> love the early days where they sleep constantly they just feed sleep and poop just enjoy those moments and sleep with them sleep at the same time and i know 
mothers out there, you're going to be told, sleep when the baby sleeps. And you're going to be like, no, I'm going to do the washing. I'm going to clean the house. Don't do that. Sleep. You need, <laughs> please. There you go. That, am, there, there's a piece of advice that I is actually begging real. You. Yeah. Like, and I'm someone whose house, even when it's messy, like if the floor's not vacuumed, man, like it's going to irk me. Like I have to have a vacuumed floor. I think the longest <laughs> I've gone now is like the last, no, I vacuumed on Friday. I vacuumed on Friday and it's Sunday now and it's bugging me. I feel like you vacuumed yesterday, but you don't remember vacuuming yesterday. Actually, no, yesterday. I vacuumed this morning. So there you go. I started like oh, the, in the See, lounge I, room. Yeah, there you go. See? See? It's a thing. But don't lump that pressure on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You have family and friends to help you with that stuff. Yes. If family and friends say, hey. If offer, say yes. If, hey, do you need some help? Yes. Not come with and the clean, baby. Come and clean my come house. Come and clean my house. <laughs> I don't need Use help it. with the baby. Yeah, the baby's yeah, yeah. asleep. Can you just make yourself a cup of tea and do the washing? <laughs> Please, because I'm going to go to bed too. Do it. Or have a shower, a really long shower. Uh, Hot shower. Yeah, so I guess, um, like I said, I, I just feel like the purpose of this one was more around that area of, you know, acknowledging that there is a huge difference between what you expect and what you get. Yeah. But just making sure that you remain flexible in dealing with that and just that element of just kind of being ready for it um you know it's almost like being ready to be disappointed (laughs) i know that sounds so grim (laughs) and here we are saying that the 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 picture that's being currently painted of parenthood is very grim (laughs) it is but like it's like when you're at high school and you do HSC. It was a while ago for me, darling. Yeah, I know. But like, it's like when you do your HSC or your VCE or whatever the other equivalent is. Yes. Like your year 12 certificate. There we go. We'll just go with that. <laughs> it's like, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to study hard. I'm going to smash this out of the park. I'm going to get in the high 90s. And you walk out with like a low 60. Like, <laughs> so back like, when I did it, it was the UAI, right? <laughs> University admission something. And I think I got Indicator? like... Yeah, oh, oh, in index? I don't know. But I, I seriously yeah, got yeah. like a 36.95. Oh, yeah. Yeah, boy. Ski, ski. <laughs> I thought yeah, I did you're from, well. you're from Western Sydney, so... What? Come on. <laughs> yeah, my school's ranking got... <laughs> pulled me down. Now, look, there was actual kids who got in the high 90s in our year so they did so well, many but, in my yeah. year it's but, gross yeah so end of the day when you're getting ready expect to be disappointed <laughs> but don't be butthurt when you are disappointed yeah no that's a good way of putting it just remember to be flexible just roll and with teachable. the punches roll with the punches you know? and do what comes naturally seriously I, I feel like that's just what you got to do. And be yeah. true to yourself. Don't don't yep. try to be something else. Don't try and parent any different to who you are. Yeah. And make sure, please make sure that you have in-depth conversations with your other half during the entire journey. Yeah, I think, no, but I think on that as well, I think it's a bit difficult because some people don't communicate like you or I. Some people don't have good communica- communication skills, but... Being a parent, 
or being thrust into parenthood is going to force that upon you. Yeah. So be ready for that. Be ready. <laughs> be ready to be broken together. There you and go. Then- We're being grim again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. It's like just like second nature. Oh, parenting is so hard. But it's, it's a little bit difficult when you're running on Empty. a little bit of sleep. Yeah. Well, look, anyway, we'll, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah. And we'll... Have another one up really soon, hopefully. Get back into the groove at all. Now the kids are a little bit better. And I stress a little bit and better. If Jim doesn't go to daycare this week, I'm going to cry. I'm going to have a mental breakdown. He got sent home on Thursday and I cried. <laughs> it was difficult. It was. But anyway. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And we will see you soon. Bye.